This audio program may contain descriptions of violence and topics that may not be suitable for everyone. Please listen with caution. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. on the treadmill and I was watching The Walking Dead because I was like, well, I'm going to multitask, you know, uh-huh. time and all that. But it was like a really intense episode and I <laughs> I was the only one there, so it was great. At one part, I like audibly gasped. Oh my God. And I was like, ugh, I'm so glad no one else is here because I was like, <gasps> yeah, thank God. I would just look like a fucking crazy person. But, and then my dad called today. We had a 30-minute conversation just about that. The Walking Dead is not a good show. It's so good. (laughs) I love that show so much. That's why it's run for nine seasons. (laughs) What are we doing today? Sorry. (laughs) Well, we are doing um, our unexplained deaths. Ah, right. I got it. Okay. It was behind. It was behind the... I hate it when when it gets all... Yeah, so I was like, I know I did it, but I forget. (laughs) Well... Mine is a doozy. And you said you hadn't heard about it. You might have, though, because a lot of podcasts Probably. have covered it. And I'm going to preface this by saying that it's not going to be like a Wait, huge... are you just jumping into it? This yeah, the beginning? we've oh, been okay. recording. Oh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, wait, you go first? I do go first this okay. time. And mine is not going to be like this huge deep dive because that would take hours. Okay. I'm going to be talking about the Yuba County Five. Okay. Again, if you don't know about it, amazing. Yeah. But I mean, you might. The, you, that name, that title doesn't mm-hmm. sound familiar, but I might know it once you, you get might, into like yes. the people. So it's also sometimes referred to as the American Diet Law of Pass. Oh. I did this. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No. No, I didn't. I just wanted you to didn't. see. It. I just wanted you to. <laughs> I was be like, like, what? Because <laughs> this is one of my favorite mysteries. I do know it, but I don't know details. Like, okay, I just, good. I know the name. Because so because when you research, di- how do you say diet love? Oh, I don't say it like that. Dilatov pass. <laughs> Dil- Some people I say Dilatov. Just yeah, yeah. That's how I say it. Just I just read out Dilatov. I don't pass. know why I always thought diet love. Put, you're really putting a fake Russian accent I know. on there. Listen, I am 25% Russian. Okay. Maybe. Um. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so when you research that, sometimes it comes up. Yeah. So I've like yeah. seen it, because but I haven't. Because it's, it's, listen, we're, we're going to be transported well, to a place. Both of them are aliens. <laughs> yes. Get down it's to the always aliens. We don't need to hear the story. Have, it was aliens. Wait, have you the ever end. watched that Diet Love Pass um, the movie yeah. where it turns yes. out to be yes. aliens? That's fucking ridiculous. Because the whole time I was like really into it i really yeah, i really because you think it's a- about yeah. the actual case and then it's like and then it's like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> it's like because you don't realize until like three-fourths that they're going alien path yeah and it, that it's like full-on alien of the, one of the like theories is aliens and you're like that's yeah. a fun theory but that's not a real thing no. so you're like oh they're gonna touch on this and then move forward mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like a killer or like and something crazy they just really go balls like, to the wall like, with those oh, aliens no. <laughs> yeah so picture this okay I, whenever talking about this case i like to envision it it's cold everything's that weird blue color okay. you're in the middle of nowhere in the winter okay. there's snow everywhere you know that kind of feeling you get when it's like that like the night before a snow day, mm-hmm. when you're just excitement? like excitement. Yes, okay. It's kind of exciting, but everything's cold and uh-huh. dark and blue. 
Such as like my inside. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like cold, dark. It's like the colon of a Smurf. Okay. Get in there. (laughs) Okay. I feel like they'd be warm. (laughs) No, they are a hard people. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, fucking Papa. Cold, ruthless bitch. (laughs) Um, In the late 70s, so there's this group of five friends, and they live in Yuba County, California. Mm -hmm. And the friend group... Wow, they really chose a great title for this. That's (laughs) such a coincidence. Yeah. (laughs) It really... It's it's just crazy how these things line up. So this friend group was composed of Gary Mathias, who was Mm -hmm. 25, Bill Sterling, who was 29, Jack Hewitt, age 24... Ted Weir, age 32, and Jack Madruga, who was 30. All five of the young men had slight intellectual disabilities. Matthias had actually served in the Army in the early 70s, and he had a drug problem before being discharged after he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So there's this divide there. (laughs) What? Don't hike with that guy. (laughs) We're going to get into him. <laughs> but um, he's the outlier in the group. He's because the only one with schizophrenia. He is the only one with schizophrenia. Obviously, it's very rare. It'd be <laughs> it, weird if they all five of them had it. Yes. And the other ones have more what we think of as developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of their parents actually put it really well, and I wish I could recite what they said, but... It was like he just had a different way of thinking about things. Like if you think of someone who has autism, it's just like a slightly different cognitive process. You know? The schizophrenia. No. The other other ones. ones. Yes. Okay. Because they, I I mean. I was going to say. Yeah. No. not Schizophrenia (laughs) is a whole other beast. Yeah. So. It's like not all people with schizophrenia are dangerous, Mm -hmm. turn out to be dangerous, but schizophrenia itself is dangerous. It's the same way, like, people with manic bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. There are tons of people with manic bipolar disorder who won't hurt people, but it is a dangerous disease to have, and so I wouldn't go somewhere... Because hiking, it's like you never know. You might have to depend on that person. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I wouldn't want to have to have that situation happen yeah. where they skip their medicine, mm-hmm. they lose it, they get injured, and that affects it or yeah. whatever. So, and then you're dealing with someone with mm-hmm. something. Well, we're going to get into his. Okay. I think his... he ate them all, but keep going. <laughs> no, First of all, they were not hiking together. So, well, <laughs> kayaking. <No. laughs> I'm just guessing On everything outdoor. <laughs> In the snow. Fucking kayak. Yeah. Winter kayaker. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's an them. epidemic. Of course they're going to die. You can't wear shorts. No. <laughs> On a mountain, it's the winter time. Yes. <laughs> so after Matthias returned to California, he suffered from several psychotic episodes mm. and was arrested twice for assault. He luckily received treatment at a local VA hospital and was prescribed Stelazine and Cogentin or Cogentin. And these drugs kind of stabilized his illness. The five men... I've never heard of either of them. I think I've seen one of them written, but I've never heard it They're probably psychoactive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Psychoreactive? What's the difference? Well, psychoactive is it makes you see. Psychoreactive is it makes you not see it. Yes, I, I believe so. Okay. So not sure. We're then not they're doctors. they're probably not giving him psychoactive. <clears throat> no. They're not dropping him acid. No, they're not giving him fat tabs Some, of acid. Some molly. <laughs> yeah. Like, just take half. <laughs> it's fine. Just go out into the world. So, 
The five of these men met at a program called Gateways, which is for adult men. I don't know if it was for women, too. It doesn't exist anymore. Who had these kind of mental um, illnesses or disabilities. Mm -hmm. And it was a good program by all accounts. They loved to play sports together. And there was actually a team that they were on for Gateways. So, like, they had a basketball team that they played for the the just as you keep telling the story i'm like what were they doing on the mountain <laughs> we're gonna if get they there were hiking i'm like sledding basketball were they basketballing so spoiler alert though that's one of the mysteries <laughs> that they don't know what they were doing on the <laughs> no, mountain yeah we it's don't like, know what the fuck dudes on the night of february 24th 1978 they traveled to chico to attend a college basketball game at california state university Matthias and Madruga were the only ones in the group who had driver's licenses, and Madruga opted to drive the men to the game in his turquoise and white 1969 Mercury Montego. Oh, no. (laughs) Very distinctive car, car, though. That is a very distinctive car. Yes. The parents of the men had some concerns about them going to the game because the next day they were due to play in a special Olympic-sponsored basketball game with okay. their team, the Gateway Gators. Here's a question, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be insensitive. Yes. And I don't mean to be. I really just don't know the answer. Okay. People who are schizophrenic, mm-hmm. do they get to be in the Special Olympics? <laughs> so that's actually, I think it's just because... Matthias was in this program, which was for right. people that were differently right. able. So he's he's so he's that. just kind of so grandfathered into that. But like in real life, not in that was real in life. Real life. In, <laughs> in like the actual Special Olympics, that's are people I, with. I don't know if mental illnesses. Well, because like if you're mentally handicapped, mm-hmm. you can be. Yes, but I don't know if like social. That's a really good question. It was actually a thought. Psycho- <laughs> psychology. Psych- psychological <laughs> disorders yes i don't um, know if those that's a really good question and i think because everyone's depressed right so technically everyone we could, could all be in it i mean fire. just in this room yeah you know? <laughs> um i think back then it was just like no they're all grouped together because yeah. back then it was a lot more prejudiced and all that they're probably just like they're all retards yeah they they honest. just yeah that's what they thought of them so we can't kill them but we can just <laughs> stick them somewhere nice together yeah where we, were, we just visit on holidays we were kind of just transitioning a little bit out of yeah. that mentality but it was still very much there mm-hmm. so the parents were like listen you got this big game tomorrow Maybe you shouldn't go out. Also, sorry, I mm-hmm. hate saying the word retard. Me too. I apologize. We don't. We were just I saying it, it to, like, that's to like, kind of. Yes. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't want people to be like, oh, she says that's that a, word. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't say no. that word. No. You have to. Um, what 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 do you refer to your nephews as? They're autistic. Yeah, they're autistic. <laughs> yeah. They're, well, yeah. Well, they, they have, are. You they know, have ha- they have mental handicaps. Is that the cor- that's the that's correct what, term? Yeah. I mean, that's what or challenges. Yeah. Normally, yeah. I just say autistic because yeah, because that's their what they yeah are, like yeah, they have, have IEPs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know because yeah. it's almost lucky that they're this subgroup because when you're mentally handicapped, just in general, people that's don't where understand. it gets in a gray area. Where yeah. where if you're like, oh, they're autistic, like everyone's seen like an autistic person on TV or mm-hmm. in a movie or something. There's so much more awareness right. now. Yeah. So when we we're, we're going to be talking, seen the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> everyone's seen it. <laughs> um, so when we're talking about these men that have these mental disabilities, we're not trying to talk derogatorily or anything no. about them. It's just one of the facts of the Unless case they that they murdered each you know, other. Which <laughs> we don't think that happened. are going down. <laughs> um, 
So they went to the game after promising their parents that they would be home that night to get some sleep gotcha. before their basketball game the next day. Okay. Matthias Madruga, Sterling, Hewitt, and Weir drove 50 miles to the basketball game. Jeez. Yeah, and witnesses were able to place them there. They noticed was it, them. Was it like a really big game, like really important? So it or... was like a college game, but it was apparently, it was Chico, and they were like fans of that team. Gotcha. I think it was just like, it wasn't like a huge stadium game or anything. Yeah, just I don't know. Like, if, yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know if stadiums do basketball games. Arena? Yeah. Arenas? I mean, yeah. stadium. Yeah, it works. was at a college, I believe. Right. Well, they still have... They have arenas. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know sports. No, it's just, it's just a sorry. blacktop outside. <laughs> yeah. No, it's still, <laughs> Everyone like, gathers around. It's the same place they do, like, hockey. Yeah. And then they just yeah. switch it over mm-hmm. to a basketball. After the game ended, they got back in Madruga's car and drove to Bear's Market in downtown Chico, and they grabbed some snacks for the drive home. They purchased sodas, cartons of milk, and several snacks. Ew. <laughs> I knew you were going to be like, what? It's cartons of milk. Cartons of milk. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're all sociopaths or whatever. <laughs> all schizophrenic. Well, so think of it this way. So they kind of, the the ones of the group that have these, um, these developmental disabilities, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, at this point, they're kind of like middle high school-ish okay. mentality. So they like, don't fucking drink cartons of milk. And they, if you they drink a carton okay, of milk at okay, lunchtime. Okay, for one, no. But also, <laughs> say, you're, think about you in high school, mm-hmm. even a freshman. Yeah, and you're in a you're in a gas station, let's uh-huh. say, and your dad's like, pick out no, anything I, you want I to drink. Always who pick would Coke. who would pick out the no, milk? I none, no so, one. These men. <laughs> that is like a four year old's mentality, or <laughs> well, someone yeah. who really likes milk. True. And people who really like milk are gross. <laughs> Just straight milk. Yeah. 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 I don't get a straight milk. Yeah. I don't get that. Um, so the clerk working that night remembered that they had come in around 10 p.m. because she was annoyed that a large group had entered and prevented her from closing the store. Which, yeah, being yeah. a retail worker, you had an experience the other day. Yeah. yeah that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, she was the last person to see them alive. The family was angry at them. Good. I'm glad that <laughs> yeah, was their last that interaction. Yep, yeah, with a human. We think. Well, we don't know. Well, you don't know. Yeah. The families of the men awoke that next morning to find that none of them had made it home. Some had stayed up all night waiting. Aww. They notified the police immediately when they realized that all five of them were missing. Police in both Butte and Yuba counties began searching along the route taken by the men the night before. Yeah, your first thought is probably car accident. Yeah, but they found no sign at all. A couple of days passed with no progress until a Plumas National Forest Ranger notified investigators that he had seen a Montego parked on the Oroville Quincy Road on February 25th. This was not immediately alarming to the ranger because it wasn't uncommon for people to drive up that road to the Sierra Nevadas for skiing. Okay. After the ranger saw the missing person bulletin, he made the connection between the car and the missing men. Police followed the Oro... I, it's not Arroyo. It's Ore, Oroville, I think. Oroville Quincy Road and discovered the car exactly where the ranger had reported it. I like that you asked me. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I do go up there a lot for skiing. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've never all, heard it pronounced like that. Familiar, but no. <laughs> um, no one was inside of the car, but there were snack wrappers, empty cartons and cans, and the programs from the basketball game. The car was found 70 miles from Chico on a road that was extremely far off of the route back to Yuba County. 
The road was not a detour and only led up the mountain. Mm -hmm. The men had been wearing light jackets when they left for the game, which was appropriate attire for winter in Northern California. Right. However, temperatures dropped as the five drove further up the mountain. The car was found at the snow line around 4,400 feet in elevation. The car had become stuck in a snowdrift and the wheels had spun, but it seemed that it lacked traction. When it was found, one window was rolled down and it was left unlocked. The keys to the car were not found at the scene, and when police hotwired it, it started without issue and there was still a quarter tank of gas in it. Okay. The car was towed to the police station for further inspection and no dents or scratches were found on the undercarriage. Because the car had a low-hanging muffler and the road was known to be bumpy, it was thought that the person driving the car must have been somewhat familiar with the route. Madruga's parents told police that he especially hated cold weather and had never been to that area of California. He also refused to let anyone drive his car and he was very protective of it. Sterling's father noted that though he had been in the area once before for a fishing trip years ago, he had hated the outing and refused to return. Yeah. So well, none of them have a connection to this but also, area. Couldn't he just use his eyes to be like, okay, it looks bumpy and I love my car, so I'm just going to drive really he, slow. He definitely could have. Yeah. It might have been hard to see because I think it was snowing and there was all this snow and stuff, but yeah. yeah but I mean... Yeah. You can see fucking craters in the road. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, you know. he he must, it must you see have been one going really and you slow. go, okay, I'm going to go really slow because mm-hmm. this is my fucking car that yeah. I'm so protective over. I won't even let anyone else drive exactly. it. A severe snowstorm arrived and hindered search efforts. And after the storm cleared, the search party ran into problems. Two snow cats almost became lost in the tundra and all further search efforts were called off due to weather conditions. Police asked anyone who may have seen the men to come forward, and Joseph Shones reached out to police. Now, his story is crazy in and of itself. Shones had been on the road on the night of February 24th, and he had driven up the mountain to check on his cabin in preparation for a family ski trip. At around 5.30 p.m., his car had gotten stuck in the snow. While attempting to dig it out, Shones began began having a heart attack. He went back into the car to keep himself warm while he waited for help. About six hours later, he was still in the midst of the heart attack when he saw headlights behind him. He reported seeing a group of five men and one woman who was holding a baby. He called for help, but it seems that the figures were ignoring him. Eight hours into the heart attack, Shones exited his vehicle and began walking down the mountain toward a lodge eight miles away. He reported that along the way he came across the 1969 Mercury Montego, but it had been abandoned. Shones luckily made it that eight miles and went to a hospital. After a fucking heart attack. That man, oh my gosh, yeah. For an eight hour long heart attack, probably more with the walking. Um, which, yeah, and you know what? I bet it's bad for a heart attack. Walking. walking. <laughs> well, he was like, no one's going to ever find me. I'm right. Like, I'm well. either going to die. It's yeah. It's going to stop. He's going to freeze. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to freeze. My car's going to run out of gas. I'm going to freeze. Yeah. With no sign of the boys and no clue where they could have ended up in the snowstorm, authorities tried to find more witnesses, and the family offered a $2,600 reward for information. It wasn't until June of 1978 that a lead came. A group of motorcyclists had come across a forest service trailer on a campground site, and they decided to see what was inside. To their horror, they stumbled upon the body of Weir. (sighs) 
He was tucked into a bed and draped in sheets. His shoes were missing and his feet had been badly frostbitten and were almost gangrenous. Somehow, he had walked 19 miles from the car and died in this trailer. Stranger still was the presence of Matthias's shoes in the trailer, yet there were no other signs of him anywhere in the area. When Weir's body was examined by the coroner, it was determined that he had died of emaciation after staying in the trailer for somewhere between 8 and 13 weeks. <gasps> yeah. He was there that whole time? The whole time. Oh, that he, poor baby. Yeah. He had lost around 100 pounds. Just from, waiting. Just, just hoping waiting, someone yes. would find him. But it gets even weirder. So he lost that 100 pounds from the time he disappeared to his death. And his beard growth corroborated the length of time he had spent on the mountain. Right. The trailer was stocked with canned and dried foods. And a can opener was there as well. So why didn't he eat? He ate some. There was also a propane tank to make a fire and supply heat. But it hadn't been turned on. And there were books there that he could have burned to generate heat as well. Right. There were also several pieces of heavy clothing in the trailer that they could have worn, but all of them were untouched. Over the weeks he spent in the trailer, Weir only opened 12 cans, and he didn't even bother to cover the window he had broken to get inside. The cans of food had been opened with a P38 can opener, which Matthias would have been familiar with from his time in the military. Mm -hmm. So they were given out with C rations, and they're kind of just a razor blade they're with the, a curve. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, yeah, they're you the little curved ones, and then yeah. you pop them in. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. With the snow thawing, it became easier to find the bodies. Sterling and Madruga were found four and a half miles from the trailer where Weir was located. Madruga's body had been partially consumed by animals, and only Sterling's skeleton remained. <gasps> it appeared to investigators that their bodies had given out due to hypothermia before they could reach shelter. The final remains to be found were that of Hewitt, who had been reduced to a few bones and a spinal cord, which were discovered by his father. Oh. Like, apparently they told his father, you don't want to join the search in case we find anything, he was like, no, I have to look for him. Yeah. He picked up a piece of clothing and out fell the spine. <sighs> yeah. Later, Hewitt's skull was recovered in the same area. The deaths of the Yuba County Five and the disappearance of Gary Mathias have left the boys' families with endless questions. Like, why did they veer off the course and end up on this mountain in the first place? What made them leave their car? Why didn't we open the other cans of food to survive? Who was the woman with the baby? And where was Gary Mathias? Also, so the two who were dead outside the trailer, yes. were they four miles away like they had gotten to the trailer and then walked somewhere else? Or like they never made it to the they trailer? They never made it. Gotcha. There's no trace of them having ever found ben the trailer. trailer. Okay. We only, we think that Mathias and Weir were the only two who found the trailer mm -hmm. because Mathias's shoes are there. Right. But besides that, there's no other trace. So Weir could have had his shoes and and found the trailer and been the only one to have found it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, he could have just had we his just, shoes. We don't know. Because he could have died somewhere else and maybe his shoes had holes in them or whatever. And was like, I'm yeah. going to take his shoes. Mm -hmm. And you'd shoes. So let's talk about Gary Mathias a little. Still missing to this day. Mm -hmm. um, because he killed them. <laughs> some believe that he, uh, being the leader of the group, 
had convinced his friends to go to Forbes Town, which is an area located between Chico and the mountain road where they were found. And this was could have been to visit a friend who lives there. Mm-hmm. It's possible that Madruga missed the turn and they ended up getting stuck on this mountain. But you'd think once they start going up the mountain, they'd turn around knowing right. it was the wrong way to go. Or you would think if they get stuck in a car, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, let's go wander around the mountain exactly. why would they leave the car and if i did i'd follow the road i came on mm-hmm. i wouldn't go into the woods of the mountain yeah i mean you'd walk back the, down you know what i mean you'd yeah be like, okay, the let's choices made in this mm-hmm. case are very interesting and they raise a lot Unless... of questions Murder, because <laughs> yes. it would make sense if he was making them walk there he gets to the trailer with only one because the other two die and mm-hmm. then he's only giving him the guy a little bit of food and he's yeah, not even opening if he's it holding yeah. him there yeah so they could have panicked and went to look for help without realizing just how far away from civilization they were mm-hmm. madruga's mother maintains that someone led the boys up the road for some nefarious purpose Many family members believe that the group was tricked or threatened before they ended up on the mountain road. Ted Weir's sister-in-law presented the theory that the men could have had an altercation with other fans at the basketball game and that they could have been followed yeah, by whoever they offended. That's a Far-fetched. lot. That's a yeah. lot for a bath. I mean, if anything, it'd be like, Let's shoot them all in their car. It wouldn't yeah, be like, it wouldn't be we're like, going to chase them to go on a mountain. It's, like, it turns into the most dangerous game. Like, yeah, they're it's just like, yeah, them. they're hunting no. them. Like, that's yeah, a lot. Madruga's mother also noted that the boys were unlikely to not respond to a call for help, citing an instance where they assisted a man who was in the throes of an overdose. Yeah. Someone could have used the woman and the baby to lead the boys up the mountain under the guise of needing their help, but then why wouldn't they answer Shone's cries for help from his Unless car? Unless it had already gone south exactly. at that point. Yeah. And f- that, that person was like, if you answer that guy, we'll kill well, him. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, okay. Yeah. A far more sinister theory asserts that Matthias may have been responsible for the deaths of the other four. Matthias was the only one out of the group that had a mental illness that began later in life. The other boys had intellectual disabilities that were apparent from a young age. Schizophrenia technically a mental illness? Yeah. Yeah, it's a mental illness. Really? Mm-hmm. Just like bipolar, depression. Right, but I think of that as like psychological. Well, yeah, schizophrenia is a little, it's psychological. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't consider psychological the same way I would consider mental illness yeah, yeah. I, it's categorized as i mean as technically yeah. i mean if you think about the definition technically it it would have to be but yeah. in my i guess i think of like developmental things mm-hmm. as mental yeah well and we know that there's a genetic component there's yeah. a genetic component to depression and right, bipolar to and all that too to so psychologically yeah i actually have a family friend who his schizophrenia just came on when he was like 23 yeah that's what happened over the overnight 23 for men yeah 27 for women. Yep. It's it's in the 20s that so we're it comes still, about. we're still in the rough zone. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have family histories of it, but no. it's it's a Who knows? very complicated did I, I, did, disease. I never told you that story about my grandpa. No. So my grandpa's... <gasps> so <laughs> my grandpa's brother died mm-hmm. when he was really young. Mm-hmm. He fell... They had a barn, and he fell out the top, and he died. He was like six. Yeah. And my, my grandpa was younger than that, I think. And I was talking to my grandma because there's a picture of him. And in the picture, 
like, you know, it's one of those really old pictures. It's not even up. It's, like, in our attic. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's their neighbor. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of him. And, like, I know most of their yeah. people. They're, they're now, like, quote, unquote, uncles or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, he pushed them. <gasps> I was like, what? And she was like, don't tell your, your grandpa I said that because... Oh, no. It, she was like, I'm just kidding. He didn't push him, but he was there, and he, <laughs> he was, was next there. to him. That's oh, what she really? said. He That's was there suspicious. next to him. Yeah. So, and I was like, uh. <laughs> Yikes. And Yikes, like, Grandma. Imagine having one of those. You just never know. Yeah. Well, so the family friend that I know that had schizophrenia, he woke up one night, was freaking out, and his father came in to see if he was okay, and he was like, who are you? Yeah. He was like, where's my, re- where's my father? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm. What's he, that called where you think people are impersonating? Oh, so like there's, I would, yeah, there's I a would see specific, you and I'd be yeah. like, you're not the real yeah, Austin. Yeah, exactly. But he thought he had a whole other life. He thought he was from England. Mm-hmm. He's like, what am I doing here? He was completely out of it. You know, it's very scary. Yeah. So while he, while Matthias was in the army and he was, the, his schizophrenia was coming on. He exhibited a violent streak that the others in the group never exhibited because different disabilities, different illnesses. Like I said, schizophrenia is dangerous mm-hmm. because they're so confused. Yes, and it's not really... its not a character thing. It's not about in- no, their no, intentions. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's just like imagine, imagine mm-hmm. if you're that guy who wakes up in a room and he thinks that somehow he got in this room mm-hmm. and he's not with his family or whatever. You might be like, these people took me or whatever. Yes. And you might then act out thinking you're acting Absolutely. the totally right way. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not like I'm going to be violent It makes sense today. in their mind yes. and their thought or process. Or it's like the guy who killed those people to stop all the earth- earthquakes. I've Hubert, never heard of that. Hubert something. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was a murderer, but the only reason he killed people was because he was under the impression that it was the only way to stop earthquakes from happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In California. That's, yeah. You've stop, never heard of that guy. I haven't. I'm Maybe have you have to, to cover it. him. Yeah. yeah. While in the army, Matthias assaulted a sergeant in hopes of being discharged. He punched him in the face. No, well, that's, you're well on your way. <laughs> Later that same month, he had sexually assaulted his cousin's 17 year old wife. Too much. Although yeah. you shouldn't have a seventeen-year-old wife. I, well, he, he he might be eighteen. You know, you they might both be no seventeen. I don't know. Be married. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter the age of the other person. <laughs> um, he evaded both of both the charges of battery and the assault with intent to rape. After being in prison for eight months, Matthias then appeared at a friend's house in an erratic state and began ranting about how he wanted to kill the friend's three-year-old daughter and like, stab his wife. Great, just wait right here and I'll go get them. Yeah, it's like, mm. <laughs> Matthias was also known to be somewhat of an escape artist. He was admitted to a mental hospital in 1974, but after two days, he crawled through a drain pipe and hitchhiked home. Yeah. yeah. He did this again in 1975 Cover in San your Francisco. Drain pipes. <laughs> Jesus. How's this guy he is in? coming for your He's drain just pipes. like, he liquidizes and goes yeah. through like the bathtub it's, drain. It's so, so strange. Because he had a did pension. Did they check the drain pipes in the, in the, in the, in dra- the in <laughs> on the mountain? <laughs> yeah. Because he had a penchant for escaping places, he also knew how to survive. That in the army training. In one instance, he went missing after agreeing to move in with his grandparents in Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. We don't know. He disappeared. Oregon. (laughs) Oregon. He disappeared for five weeks before suddenly showing up on their doorstep. 
It's like, I didn't say when I would come live with you. <laughs> he said, I just agreed that sometime. So. <laughs> well, he told them that he had walked the 540 miles to their house. Why? <laughs> and that he had survived on stealing milk off of people's porches oh, and eating dog food. it was him food. with the he milk He was the milk carton guy. Um, the same year, Matthias was arrested for breaking into a couple's home while they slept. He had been rummaging through their jewelry when they woke up and called the police. He claimed that he had been looking for a ring to give Satan, which is nice. He wants to make things legit yeah. with Satan, you know? <laughs> He's re- Satan's just like what his girlfriend calls herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Satan. That's the pet name. <laughs> no, I'm, it's just a typo. He met Santa. Santa. He's yes, like, I'm he's sick dating of all Santa. this coal. <laughs> I'm going to give him a ring and he'll give me all the presents exactly. I want. Exactly. <laughs> After that incident, Matthias seemed to be headed on a better track. He had been taking his medication to manage his schizophrenia and was finally able to hold down a job as a gardener. In the two years leading to the disappearance, he had no contact with police. It was during this time that he joined Gateway Projects and met Sterling, Weir, Madruga, and Hewitt. Though the other men felt at ease with Matthias, those who worked at Gateways understood that he still presented a danger to others and could, quote, possibly flip out at any time. That's what their basketball coach said. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Apparently, the parents of the other boys felt similarly about Matthias, even though they had no idea about his criminal record. He was stubborn and controlling and was the most likely to manipulate the others into doing what he wanted to do. It is possible that Matthias had stopped taking his medication in the days or weeks leading up to that basketball game, and some people believe that this was the case. He could have innocently persuaded the others to travel to his friend's house, and then when things went wrong, he was the only one with enough survival knowledge to withstand the harsh conditions. Or Matthias could have turned on his friends, though there's no suspective motive for this. Some believe that Matthias is still alive. Three weeks after the boys went missing, a woman named Debbie Lynn Reese received a phone call from an unknown man. On the other line, he said, quote, I know where the missing five men are before hanging up. Yeah, but the next day he called back and said, I need help because I really hurt those guys bad. Reese received one final call from the man who told her those five guys are all dead. But that's five of them. Yeah, I was going to say, but that doesn't sound like. Matthias would have been unlikely to stay out of trouble if he was on the run and off his medication. So there could have been another man, the one from the phone calls, who attacked the five boys that night. Matthias could have been the fifth casualty of this trip, and his body could have just never been his found. His lonely little bones are still yeah. on that mountain. Well, that's there's lo- the a lot of animals, a lot of scavengers. That's the saddest thought of all. Like, at least those other four were, were found, found, and yeah. he's just... Family members of Weir believe that Matthias set the others up to die on the mountain that day. Matthias's family suspiciously refused to be involved with an episode of Unsolved Mysteries well. that sought to cover the case. All four families of the missing men gave their permission for the case to be covered except for Matthias's, even though Matthias was still concerned missing and the others were dead. Okay, but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't want them to talk about his schizophrenia. Well, also, you know at some point in that episode, they're going to talk about how he's a suspect. Yes. And you might not. And "Mm." if in your mind you're like, I know he didn't do it and now he's dead and, and now everyone thinks he might be a murderer as well. Yeah. 
I understand why you wouldn't want to fucking talk about that. You're grieving and you're not even really allowed to because some people think he's alive. That he's the murderer. Yeah. That he's the bad guy. Yeah. You can't. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. going somewhere where other people, like, well, and these other, other family members are, like, suspect him. You're, you know, yeah. your son, your whatever did it. Mm-hmm. And you have to sit there and be like, I, we don't know. Yeah. We're a victim too. He's yeah. a victim too. But you can't prove it because you yeah. haven't found his bones yet. I yeah. get why you'd be like, I don't want to be on that TV show. I mm-hmm. don't want, I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. No, it's understandable. Yeah. Many investigators who worked on the case believe that whatever transpired will never fully be known to the public. And Matthias may never be found. If he's alive somewhere, he would be 67 years old this October. I think he died up there. Yeah. I mean, that's like the most logical explanation. I think maybe maybe that pregnant lady. Well, that's a whole. Well, maybe it's all connected, right? Maybe that pregnant lady was like, hey, I'll help you get to where you're going. Whatever. There's a cabin up here. And then they live there with my husband or whatever. And she was going to lead them to someone who is going to rob them or something. Yeah, something like that. But also, we don't know if she even existed because this guy who said that he saw a woman with a baby was in the middle of a heart attack. Well, yeah, also, how close was he to see a woman and a baby? Like, maybe it was just a womanly figure holding what he thought was a baby, but it could have been like. Well, he did say it was five men and one. One woman, so that would be six figures. Yeah, um, but maybe just one wo- looked womanly, or was wearing yeah. like a coat or that he gave miscounted. it a dress. I mean, he's having a goddamn heart yeah. attack. You know, I I don't expect him to be one hundred percent on point. You know, you just never know what that is. No, know? it's it's just a wild case, and it's just weird that they made it all the way to that trailer, unless mm. someone was like. Unless that was someone's trailer, you know what I mean? It was like, this is where we're going. And the others just didn't make it. And they were like, leave them here. Yeah. You and you, come on, let's go to the trailer for some reason. You know, maybe he was just a fucking crazy guy. Yeah. And, and was like, I'm going to keep you in this trailer. And then maybe Matea, Matea, Matthias. Matthias, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he died along the way as well. And they just yeah. took his shoes. Because mm-hmm. if, if the only thing left of that one person was his skull and spine. Yeah. It's totally reasonable to think that. Scavengers could Scavengers have taken another body. Other yeah. I what I find more perplexing is Weir in the in the trailer. Well, maybe he was the only one who made it, and so they tied him up, and they give him a little food at a time. Yeah. Well, you would think that if you were in the trailer and free, you well, would do anything. Yeah, to I get don't those, think he was. Those can. Yeah, you think, think someone was, else think was, was there? Yeah, there had to have been because what mm-hmm. else? Unless, like, if it was all, if everyone had lived to see the trailer, that's why mm-hmm. I asked. I understand the thought process of like I'm starving, but my friends need to eat, kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But so I'm not going to eat everything. Yeah. Unless he died from something else, and we just can't tell. Like. Well, like, or he was not died of something else, but mm-hmm. like got injured where like he wasn't thinking right or he was passed out yeah. or had some kind of injury we didn't know about. We only know about the frostbite right. and the other ones, it's impossible to tell. They're just exactly. assuming yeah. that it was hypothermia. They're bones. But it, they we could don't have been know. shot for all we know. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. you never know. It's just nothing we can see in their skeletons. Yeah. So. So. That is my unexplained death. That's a crazy story. Right. I that- have so many questions. <laughs> well, that's the thing about it. It's just like, it's there's so much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mine's only about one guy, but it's also okay. unexplained. Yay. Obviously. That's the theme. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Mm-mm-mm. This is also somewhere cold. Ooh, I like that that's our, like, What if I ambience. did the Dilatov pass? I almost did, that but then I was great. like, nah, I'm not going to get mm-hmm. into it. That would be fun to yeah. juxtapose them. Okay, so uh, Rodney David Marks. Do you know this no, guy? No, I don't okay. think so. I do not know her. <laughs> As they say on that speaking. <laughs> he was an Australian astrophysicist. 
Nope. <laughs> Astrophysicist. Oh, he's Australian. Yes. He was born in Geelong, Australia in March of 1968. Mm-hmm. He received his education from the University of Melbourne, and he later obtained a PhD from the University of South Wales. So this guy's... He's, he's a smarty pants. He's a smart. Smart kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the late 1990s, his life began to blossom. Mm-hmm. He was deeply in love, and he was assigned to work on the Antarctica Submillimeter Telescope and Remote Observatory in Antarctica. Sounds like whoever was giving out assignments did not like him. No. Nope. Okay, so it had been a lifelong dream for oh, him to work okay, there. Okay, that's good then. So the love of his life, he was engaged to her. Her name the was... Penguin? Yes. <laughs> her name was Sonja... Son, Sonia, Sonia? Probably. Why not spell it with a Y is the thing. <laughs> Walter, W-O-L-T-E-R. Walter, okay. Like Wol- Walter. Yeah. She was also stationed in Antarctica on the base with him. Oh. Um, and she worked as a maintenance specialist. Mm-hmm. This is weird. This is where we get into like me explaining technical stuff. So stay with me for a okay. while. So the Antarctica base, right, mm-hmm. has... From what I can understand, it's like a huge thing that because no one technically owns Antarctica, uh, it's like places from all over the place mm-hmm. can like, so like there's can some Americans, there. yeah. there's some of this, there's some of that. So they're technically on the Amundsen-Scott-South Pole Station, okay, which is located on a high plateau tucked away well inland and practically right at the center of the continent, sitting just 100 meters, which is 330 feet, mm. of the geographic South Pole. So it's okay, almost so right, right dab at, in the middle. In the, yeah. His job was to work with the remote telescope that helped with astronomy and aeronomy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They described a lot of that if you want to go into detail. My but it, eyes would glaze over. It, it's all about like discovering stars and planets, which cool. is really cool. It's but. cool in the abstract. <laughs> Not with it. Well, not the when they describe it in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when they describe it with like fucking <laughs> words bigger than your face. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. So stars and planets. Okay. Also like airplanes and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. he was more focused on 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 yeah. that astronomy part. Mm-hmm. So the base is where everyone lives, right? All the researchers live on the base. Mm-hmm. And then there was the observatory, which held the telescope. Which was very remote and kind of a long way away from the base. Like, it was it was a walk. Like, yeah. Because there's nothing there, you could still see it from the, mm-hmm. the base. But it's Antarctica. It's cold. It's, it's quite a long walk. Yeah. So everything was going pretty great. But on May 11th, 2000, Marx began feeling ill while walking from the observatory to the base. And he mm-hmm. didn't feel good. Over the next 36 hours, Marx would return three times to the station's doctor due to dizzy spells, mm. extreme sensitivity to light, headaches, chest pains, joint pains, disorientation, and shortness of breath. During the night, he woke up and began vomiting blood, which obviously upset his fiance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Despite several visits to the medical ward, Robert Thompson, the station's doctor, could not figure out what was wrong with him. He attempted to even use the satellite phone to ask for advice in the outside world, oh. but the equipment malfunctioned multiple times, and he wasn't ever, ever able to reach anyone. That sounds like a job for the fiancé. Mm-hmm. So on May 12th, alarms blared across the base, summoning base staff trained in emergency respirations. They tried for 45 minutes to bring Marx back to life without success. His heart had suddenly stopped and he died at the age of 32 
from what everyone assumed was natural causes. People were like, could he have gotten something? Was he sick? Mm-hmm. Was it just like a weird blood clot? It's so cold. Who knows? Yeah. Um, or the, or could it have been like like a bacteria or yeah, something yeah. like that? We just, yeah. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to, now it's Antarctica, so they have to ship the body, right? The National Science Foundation issued a statement saying that Rodney Marks had, quote unquote, apparently died of natural causes, but the specific cause of death had yet to be determined. The exact cause of Marx's death could not be determined until his body was removed and flown to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, however, because of the remote location, the body had to be placed in the freezer for six months. <gasps> also, his fiance was still there. So it's just like, hi, so, how are you yes. from the outside it's of the like, It's like, imagine knowing that your fiance is in a fucking freezer yeah. and neither of you can leave mm-hmm. because it's so remote. No one yeah. can get to you for six months because of weather, mm-hmm. by the way. So no one really questioned his cause of death, though. Everyone was like, it's a terrible tragedy. Yeah. I just like how they're like, we don't know what it was. No idea. But it was natural. But it was natural. Well, because he didn't have any, there wasn't, like, they, they I mean, no the doctor, injury, the doctor you know. checked him over mm-hmm. enough to know, like, he didn't have an injury. He didn't digest anything weird. He didn't do this. He didn't, you know. Okay, so six months later, when Marx's body was finally brought to Christian Church, New Zealand, to be examined, an autopsy discovered the truth. Someone had intentionally poisoned the astrophysicist with methanol. Methanol is one of the main ingredients of antifreeze, and it's a simple alcohol. The problem with methanol is that the body changes methanol into formaldehyde and formic acid once consumed. Formic acid begins to build up in your body, and when it does, it causes serious damage to your central nervous system, which will eventually kill you pretty quickly and pretty painfully. Yeah. At first, it can be confused with many other sickness because you feel sluggish and queasy like the flu. But eventually it becomes hard to breathe and usually people will go fully blind before painfully suffocating to death. Oh, no. So immediately an inquisition started. So jurisdiction issues are like rampant in this story because in Antarctica, most of the people there were Americans. Mm -hmm. Well, also just with the body, you're dealing with three jurisdictions because he died in Antarctica. He was shipped to New Zealand and he's from Australia. Yeah, but I don't think the New Zealand-Australia thing was an issue. I think Mm -hmm. it was just, like, where they could bring them or whatever. But the problem is no one owns it. So it's like, well, is it an American case or is it an Australian case? Yes. So an American named Ross Dependency. (laughs) Is that his drag name? (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) No. (laughs) I just read this totally wrong. Uh. Sorry. I skipped some and then I unread. Okay, so... Most American operations within Antarctica, including the South Pole Base, are within the Ross Dependency Territory, which is claimed by New Zealand, which is why his Mm -hmm. body was shipped to New Zealand. Okay, makes sense. The U.S. government did not accept New Zealand's claim to territorial, like, so basically they were like, we supply you with all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's our building, so it's our case. And Americans were like, no, because if you're investigating a death, we're who you're investigating, yeah. so we're going to do it. Huh. So they ended up, basically they both start to do their own investigation, but New Zealand is like the official one, mm-hmm. and America's like, well, we're going to do our own. Yeah. But an investigation was undertaken by Detective Senior Sergeant, DSS, Grant mm-hmm. Warmald of New Zealand Police. The investigation revealed a host of conflicting clues. Oh, gosh. Apparently, Marks had had needle marks on his arm, but his body was free of illegal drugs. Initially, the cause of death had been natural. 
so no one really thought anything of the needle marks, but now that it's poison, it's like, mm. Mm, but yeah. then people thought possibly Mark's long-term alcohol abuse could have been the reason for his death before they found the person. Because uh-huh. before, like, meeting the love of his life or whatever, he was an, a heavy alcoholic, mm-hmm. and then, but he wasn't really anymore. At the point, yeah. Yeah. He still drank, but he wasn't, like, crazy. He, he had it on lock. He, yeah. Yeah. Some investigators suggested that Mark's driven by alcohol and loneliness and desolation of Antarctica could have ingested the methanol on purpose in an attempt to commit suicide. Mm. However, upon interviewing basically everyone, the base doctor, his friends, his workers, his fucking fiance, everyone was like, that's stupid. Well, and why would he go to the doctor a bunch of times? Right. Also, he wasn't lonely or alone or any of that stuff. It's not like he was in an igloo alone yeah. in Antarctica. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, there was, it's like a small city. Yeah, like, yeah. And it was his dream to be there. Like, he was prepared. Yeah, yeah. And everyone on the base agreed that Mark's panic upon being sick was not vain. Like, it yeah. was it was totally, everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's sick. Yeah. One investigator brought up the theory that Mark's could have accidentally ingested it during the process of distilling your own liquor. Mm. However, the theory was ultimately shot down as the base had a well-stocked bar and was almost constantly open because everyone's like, let's get shit-faced when we're not working because it's fucking Antarctica. Yeah, there's nothing else to Um, do. Yeah. Also, Mark's was an experienced scientist and the likelihood that he or any of the other scientists would risk drinking homemade spirit was yeah. extremely low. Like they know that yeah, shit. Yeah, that's can like go class wrong. A shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone on that base knew that you can't do that. Yeah. Like that's dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's not like all the liquor was gone and he was like, This is my last year. It's like just go to the bar. Yeah. Like you wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't fuck with that no. shit. And he probably would have said when he went to the doctor, I, I drank made this my thing. own alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Which so, leads you to believe he didn't know what it was. Right. Like, and the experience of the scientists ruled out most other kinds of accidental ingest- ingestions of methanol, mm-hmm. drinking, yeah. fucking antifreeze, and not really. It was one of the just stupid shit like that yeah. where people are like, he's a scientist. Yeah, he's he's got his wits about yeah. him. The only presence of methanol at the camp was a diluted form form in cleaning supplies. And though no one can rule out the possibility that someone slipped a drop or two in Mark's drink, mm. um, most, if not all, of the people at the camp were smart enough to know the consequences. I mean, it's yeah. not like, that's not really a joke. You'd have to be a murderer. Mm-hmm. I mean. And there's only a limited number of people there, so we people, know people were like maybe Because people were like, maybe it was a prank. Like, someone was like, ooh, I'm gonna ma-. Like, that's no. a hilarious prank. I'm gonna get someone sick. Yes, but, let's murder someone. Right. What like, a prank. Because ha, antifreeze ha, ha. is also, like, naturally very sweet. So yeah. it's not like the kind of thing where you'd taste it and immediately spit it out and be like, this is gross. Who did yeah. this to my drink? You would, you would drink You'd it. just be yeah. like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. The only explanation that had merit was murder. Mm-hmm. Someone must have knowingly slipped Rodney Marks a lethal dose of methanol. As only 49 other people were living at the base at the time, it seemed like it would be easy to narrow down the suspects. You'd think. We know that DSS, the New Zealand police mm-hmm. officer, was the official investigator but like I said, the U.S. was doing their own investigation. Mm-hmm. While DSS reached out to the Americans on the base for interviews, only 13 of the 49 people spoke to him. Although yeah. I don't know how many of the... I don't know if it was 49 Americans mm-hmm. or 49 total people. Yeah. And if it was 49 total people, I don't know how many of them were New Zealanders. Yes. We don't know the makeup. Like, I know there was only, like, a handful of people who weren't American. Mm-hmm. So it could have been just 13 people who weren't American yeah, out of the 49. Yeah. It doesn't give detail anywhere 
but mm-hmm. 49 is the strong number of, you know, so it's not like, oh, maybe there was 130. They're just not yeah, recording it. 49, 49 is like yeah. the strong number. So it's either 49 plus the like 15 New Zealanders mm-hmm. or 49 is the total just, number. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Furthermore, when he asked the U.S. for information on the scientists they had stationed on the be- base, the U.S. declined to comment or aid the investigation at all. To this day, no one knows how far that investigation went or what the U.S. found out. They oh, never released com- information yeah, on it. So, theories. Yes. <laughs> one theory is that Marx discovered a planet. Now, this is oh. rough. This is a weird theory. Yeah. I'm into it it's so far. It's a planet called Planet X. Have you ever heard of it? I, I have. Okay. It's a planet that's been reported twice. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's a planet that's flying through Earth and that will one day crash into us. Mm-hmm. Now, it's mostly conspiracy theory. Yes. But another doctor, do you know whom I'm about to talk about? No. Dr. Harrington was one of the people who discovered the planet, and he also died under mysterious <sighs> circumstances. Oh, no. But while there is proof that Dr. Harrington discovered a planet, there Mm. is no proof that Marx discovered anything at all that was weird. However, if the Americans got to it first, they could have destroyed it. Ah, Yeah, we're good at that. Yeah. (laughs) There are other theories that are like maybe the fiancé did it, but they've been mostly ruled out because of, I mean, she then had to be there for six months. People got to watch her for six months be a Mm -hmm. total wreck. You know, that's a long time to keep up a yeah, I mean, a she fake. she would have to be a, a grieving a sociopath. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, it's like, she was the one, when he started spitting up blood, she was like, we're going to the doctor yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you'd just be like, I'm going to ignore it and he'll eventually mm-hmm. die. You know, and yeah. I'll just say that I didn't see it or whatever. Yeah. So, that's a short one. But to this day, no one knows what happened to Ro- Rodney. And his family has given up hope ever finding oh. out. And although years later a stabbing would happen, Rodney's death is the only murder to ever occur on the remote continent of uh, Antarctica. Yes, that one stabbing. <laughs> yeah, some guy. <laughs> Do you know that story? Uh, no. There's, these two guys were stationed there, and one guy just grabbed a knife and stabbed another one. Uh, oh, wait. And some people were like, yeah, that guy lost a card game. Like, no one really knows oh, why. Was that the one they were talking about where it was because... The, the other scientists kept ruining the ending of yes, books. But, but that's only one theory. One theory and then yeah. one was like that he kept cheating in card games. Uh, and another one was like he kept removing, like they would maybe play he poker. Did all and of it. then he was yeah. just a big dick. And so he was a dick. So yeah. one day he just stabbed, he just him, stabbed him. But he oh lived. My God. So okay. that's the only murder on Antarctica is Brownies. And it, wow. it's never solved. And most detectives and sleuths have come out and been like, it's never going to be solved. Yeah. It's never going to be solved. Well, you'd think it would have to be somewhere in there. That's why people are like, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Because something has to be, there had to have been some proof. But anyone could have just slipped anything into his into drink. Because they also, all trust each other when you're in that yeah. close quarters. Also, you know? the they had machinery. The only form of methanol was in that cleaning surprise, mm-hmm. like pure methanol. But they had machinery that used antifreeze. So, oh. like, they could have gotten it from the antifreeze. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the antifreeze component burned off yeah. somehow before. I don't know how it works, mm-hmm. digestive-wise or whatever. We don't like, know chemicals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, I, yeah. I read that and I was like, how are there no... There's no leads in that. No it's leads like, at all. Wow. Yeah, no That's one knows. Crazy. His father had this horrible statement that was like if i hoped for the rest of my life that his murder would be solved i'd waste every day hoping like like it's not and he was basically Mm -hmm. like i don't have hope i don't know what it's like poor baby i'll never have hope for it because i've hoped for so long and it'll never happen yeah because everyone's like no it won't unless america comes out with something unless they're like reveals it yeah you know Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, I don't think America really has anything yeah. though. I mean, if because they would have well, arrested someone. No, here's the thing though: if they had nothing, you think they'd be like, "Yeah, here's our files. We literally mm-hmm. have nothing." Yeah. But if they had something where it's like maybe it's a kick-ass scientist they don't want to lose, they yeah. don't want to have to, you know, or something like that. Like or it's not work the first they're protecting. Time. Yeah, it's like it's the same thing when the Nazi doctors, like America's hired a bunch of Nazi doctors and we're like no they're not Nazis it's fine yeah it's fine it's like well if they had a doctor they just didn't want to lose they might be like okay we're gonna cover this up no one will know you did it yeah and we'll just keep better eye on you or whatever you know absolutely but also he was loved everyone said even the Americans like everyone loved him he was friends with anyone he never had a fight never an argument nothing Mm -hmm. and he he's so cute like if you look at pictures of him he's like this fun cute guy he looks like like he could be your best friend. He looks and fun. we just have no idea why. And no it's idea. Just, it just seems that's so the, senseless. That's the weirdest reason. Like unexplained deaths. That's the craziest part. It's like you don't even know why because mm-hmm. it's unexplained. So it's not like oh someone did it for money or someone did it for this because yeah no one got anything out of that except for now he's not here. Exactly. So either it was an accident somehow that we haven't that no one's thought about like oh maybe he did this maybe he did that or yeah. or it was an intentional murder and we just don't know. Because it's also not the type of murder you would think, like, I don't think of poisoning as something that, like, a serial killer would do. You know what I mean? No. Like, there's no gratification it's not, in that. It's a very hands-off murder. Yeah. Although, here's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've only read this one place, and I'm pretty sure it's a lie. Okay. But I am going to say it just because how crazy. The doctor who was treating him after, no one's heard from him since 2006. Like, no public what? record of him has been around since 2006 That's but i crazy but i couldn't really find much about that so like he could just be a private doctor now not working with government agencies and doesn't want yeah. to be bothered you think he'd be like i'm alive like i'm just not doing anything then. well unless he doesn't want to be heard from yeah like, maybe true. he's like he just wants because to there is himself. there is a small group of people who are like maybe the doctor did it and mm-hmm. every time he came to him he poisoned him more and more but um, again it's like why it's yeah, like what's it's not like motive? anyone then went after his fiance or anything like that yeah. or stole he didn't have any anything of value where you'd want to steal that or you know yeah so there's no motive there, for the doctor to kill him exactly there's no motive wow that so i had crazy. never heard of yeah. that at all only murder in Antarctica. yeah bonkers bonker not bonkers bonkers from australia <laughs> boy is bonkers wow so those were our unsolved murders mm-hmm. or deaths unsolved deaths, deaths we don't know well, i don't think was we, murder yours was for sure a yeah. murder yours who knows what that was yes i wonder what specifically the guy who was in the trailer had what kind of mental I, it, it doesn't really say. Like, I wonder if there's something that doesn't, you know how some people don't have the fight or flight thing in them? Yeah. Like, I wonder if maybe there's something that's in him that's gonna make him just sit there and waste away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where eventually he was just like, nah. I think he was one of, one of the ones who the parents were like, yeah, he just had a different way of processing. Right, um, I just wonder exactly sure. what it is. You know what I mean? Because, like, there has to be an exact reason, though, for it. It's not just, like, he likes to think funny things. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he, something's wrong or something, you know, he's got too many chromosomes. I mean, that's just one specific example. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wonder what it is and if there's something in there that made him think. Or if somehow if there was an accident and maybe he thought, like, this is my fault. Like, what if yeah. something crazy happened before they even got up the mountain and someone else was driving? Or You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The only thing, because the only way it could be an accident to me is if there was a reason that guy just didn't want to live anymore. Yeah. Like, either he was in so much pain he didn't want to eat 
Or, like, he just watched all his friends die and was like, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's completely unknown. And I, you'd think the families would have been like, well, you know, it could have been this because that's how he was. But all of them just... Yeah, you would think... I know with certain, like, autisms and stuff like that, like, people just don't eat. Like, yeah. it's not because they don't want to. Like, it's, it's not like an anorexia thing. It's just, like, they'll lose track and they don't have that thing in us. Exactly. They don't have that fight or flight thing in, in mm-hmm. us that, like, if we got that hungry, we'd be like, would, I need yeah. to go fucking eat something. Mm-hmm. Like, or they don't at that have point, that. They'll just, just keep going and going and going yeah. and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder if... It's just all, like, we're yeah. never going to know. Either of these cases, yeah. we're probably or if never going to know. Or if he didn't eat enough to begin with, mm-hmm. and he got so, like, well, we know exhausted that... that he just was sleeping, and then we'd mm-hmm. wake up and not eat was and out sleeping, of it and, and, like, couldn't... and then all of a sudden he just never woke up again. Yeah, and there is a point at which you're so starved that you can't digest right. anymore. Yeah, so... like, maybe he took a few bites of something one time, and it just hurt, so he was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I'll just wait till someone mm-hmm. comes and gets me, and then no one did. Yeah. So, uh, and you always think, I'm sure at that point, you're always like, well, I can well, make it one more day. I yeah, can make it one more day. It's okay. I'll save it. But I'll you save don't, it, I'll no save one's it. ever yeah. starved to death. Like, you don't know what yeah. starving to death feels, feels like. like. So, like, it's never you happened don't have to the you. thing to be like, no, this is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that poor, poor man. Because mm-hmm. hypothermia, it's just like, you get warm. Well, and eventually, you drift. yeah, it hurts at first, and then yeah, eventually and then you, you go numb, warm. and then yeah. you get warm. But starving I mean, it's not to great, death. But starving to death is jeez, thirteen weeks. Unless, but he had all those beans, so you gotta hope that either he wasn't conscious for. I mean, yeah. As unsatisfying as it is, if it was an accident and he was unconscious for it, yeah. that's great because he didn't it's suffer. It's a lot better. It's yeah. better than him being tied up and someone, like, what if, what's his face? I always want to say Matthias. 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 Mm-hmm. What if Matthias was at fault and he tied him up and was like, I'll be coming back and then went never somewhere and never yeah. came back and yeah, he was just stuck true. there. Except or he wasn't found tied, but. Right, but maybe they he fell was, off he was, or... he was tucked in as if someone else had tucked him in. Yeah. Yeah. It so, was weird. You know, you, you never know what those ties yeah. are made out of. Or, well, or maybe he was drugged and mm-hmm. then, like, he just couldn't because he wasn't eating anything. His yeah. metabolism's so slow that he can't, like, process the drugs fast enough. And, and so just... all of a sudden his drug, he never gets out of the drug because mm-hmm. then he's he hasn't eaten anything. And yeah. Just, and he thinks that that guy's coming back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or even if he was injured. Like, maybe yeah. he was... Maybe something happened where we don't realize there's an injury on him that there is. They like, could have they could have definitely missed something. Yeah. Or yeah. or maybe they didn't really To me it seems like okay, if he was injured, that makes sense if um uh, Matthias Matthias. Yeah, scary Matthias. If he was like I'm going to tuck him into bed, I'll give him a few things of, to to eat, like maybe it had taken a few days to he, get there. Or he you'd think that at that point you just like get a rock or something if you couldn't open a can because apparently those can openers you need to like know how to use them or something. Yeah, but but you um he could have opened mean, a couple cans the, and been like I'll come back later. The way they look, we have one. We have one of them. I think it's different then. We have one that doesn't have the razor part. Yeah, basically, this is yeah. It has like that little pointy triangle. If you just punch that in, it'll open a little triangle up so that you can drink. Yeah, even worse comes to worse, you just stab it. So like that little Mm -hmm. triangle ends there. Yeah, where it. I mean, that's a case like we could just talk about for hours and hours because you could just go down every avenue of what might have happened. It's because his. (laughs) I know. I want. I want his body to be found. Yeah. 
Well, those were our unexplained well, deaths. That was sad. This is just like the blue balls of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no closure. Is. There is no happiness. There is no hope. So it's okay. I I figured out the next time like I don't know when it's gonna fit in, but mm-hmm. I figured out a murder I was gonna do. Mm. And I was like, Oh, this is just gonna make everyone cry. It's awesome. really good. Let's do it. <laughs> but everyone's gonna die during it. It's cool. So sad. Um, so. Well, we have that to look forward yeah, to now. But not next time. No. Next time will be something else. Something else. <laughs> I don't remember. We will look at the schedule. Yes. Uh, so we are Helen High Har. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're Helen High Har on everything except Twitter. On Twitter, we are Hell High Horror. And I am Austin Costelli. I'm Austin Costelli on all of the social media. I'm Rep. Rana and she wiggled her fingers at me. <laughs> I'm Rep. Rana Ann on all the social medias. Um, our Patreon is still up and running. Oh. We're do- pumping out those wild card yeah, episodes. One of up, them should come out tomorrow night sometime for all our Patreon peoples. And um, we're going to Pod X. Yeah, that's our big so news exciting. for now. Everyone has to come. Yeah, everyone has to come. So we're not <laughs> sad and alone in a room. Yeah, you can use our code Horror. All yes. lowercase, I think. I don't know if that yeah, matters. No, I think so, for ten percent off your tickets. Yeah. yeah, and we will. The schedule will come out. We'll, Soon, we'll yeah. let you know when it when it drops. Yep. Check the social media for all of yeah. that stuff. Probably next week sometime. Yeah, so, and yeah. I think that's all of all of it. Happy hauntings, everyone. Happy hauntings. Bye. Bye. Bye.